0: Hi everyone, my name's Steve Tudor and welcome to the Premier League show. It's a show that really rated Cole Palmer until about 5pm yesterday. On today's part, we are as ever going around the grounds. But as it's transfer deadline day at the time of recording, it would be entirely remiss if we don't don our yellow ties and cover that too. There's also the Champions League draw to get our teeth into. There is, in short, a lot to get through, but thankfully I'm joined today by a footballing polymath an author <laughs> an author a journalist and an all-round good guy it's ryan baldy hi ryan you there mate i oh, you yeah, how are you doing right i'm good i'm very good we are doing this i should say at 9pm which i mean i'm an hour away from my pajamas <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much for agreeing to do this because i know that um with family commitments and work commitments time is is short um and there's a lot to get through today, isn't there? I mean, got transfer deadline day, Champions League draw, um, Premier League weekend coming up. To think that, what, three weeks ago there was no football at all is a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, no rest for the wicked, no
1: the season's up and running.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess a good place to start would be the most surprising transfers that occurred in the last few days. One that just came out of the blue for me was Ansu Fatty to Brighton. Yeah. Now, undoubtedly, a very, very good sign-in for Brighton. It's, it's it's, all pluses for them, isn't it? A year-long uh, loan. Um, I don't know what happened after that year, whether they've, they've got any chance of purchasing him, Who knows? Let's see how their season goes first. But an explosive talent, um, someone who is is just basically can play anywhere across the front three I've seen on Twitter today people saying well you know they've got Matoma they, they don't need him on the left but he, he doesn't have to exclusively play on the left um, do you rate him and is he that good a signing for, for Brighton
1: yeah I think this is one of those rare situations where it's a great move for every party involved yeah. I think um, it's, it's a loan with no um, obligation or option a purchase option um, so you know it's quite low risk for barcelona's point of view if he, if he turns out to be what they thought he might have been a couple of years ago then they can bring him back into the fold uh for brighton they get a high quality young player who you know a year or two ago you'd never would have thought i mean yeah. day or two ago, <laughs> you never would have thought they could uh, yeah. acquire someone you know one of barcelona's brightest young talents and um for, and for himself um, it's a really kind of forward-thinking coach to be working with in Deserbi. They play a really exciting and, and fast-paced style of football, which will really suit him. So I think it's one of those that works perfectly. And in terms of positioning, as you mentioned, you, know, you have Matoma, who's electric on the left, but um, Ansu's played a lot as a number nine, and I think that could be an mm. interesting option there. So they've, they've got Danny Welbeck leading the line, they've got Evan Ferguson, so there's competition there, but he brings something different to, to, to those options. So um, yeah, I think there's, it's an exciting addition for sure.
0: Yeah. And, and too often, I think people will say precisely that, you know, oh, well, who, where's he going to play? Because there's this player. But, I mean, these days, with 60 game seasons oh. and Brighton in Europe. um, you know, v- they're all going to get their fair share of game time, which kind of brings me neatly on to Cole Palmer, who a lot of City fans were expecting to get more game time this season. Um, That certainly transpired at the start of the season in the Community Shield and the Super Cup, the games in which Cole Palmer scored. Very highly rated at the club. Very highly rated amongst the fan base. And then he goes to Chelsea for £40 million. Let's just begin with this from Chelsea's perspective.
1: They, they don't need him, do they? I don't think so, but that, that hasn't stopped them, as it, this summer? <laughs> no, not at all. Need, need hasn't been a, a question for them, I don't think. They, they bought uh, Nani Madueke in, in January and mm. gave him the number 11 shirt this summer. And then they bought, you know, they tried to get Elise um, from from Reading to play the same position. Then they've gone and got Cole Palmer, who ostensibly plays the same position. Now he's more probably a bit more versatile, can play across the front line, can play as, you know behind the striker or or whatever. But um, yeah, it's just it's a strange one. They've spent a lot of money um, for a lot of potential this year. It seems there's not yeah. too too many established stars, and you've still got quite a lot of um, a lot of maybe players. Um, in their squad, and they're not. I mean, I, we're going to get to Chelsea later, I think, but I, you know, purely on ter- in terms of uh Cole Palmer, it's, I'd, I'd have to defer to you. But I I, I was shocked when I saw mm. first and foremost the interest, um, I was shocked when I saw the fee, and then also, you know, from City's perspective, why, why do they need to sell it? It's also a question of you know, the FFP in its current incarnation, um it rewards selling your your own homegrown players, doesn't it? Which is is kind of a a strange and and unwelcome um, situation because uh, if you sell an Academy player, the fee you bring in goes in on on the books as pure profit. Whereas um, if you're selling on a player that you've bought previously, the fee is counted against their amortized value. So uh, your profit is mitigated. So yeah, it's it's a strange thing where we're seeing a lot of Academy products being sold off for big fees because it's a good way of balancing the books from an FFP point of view. Um, I don't know if that is a consideration for City, but um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a deal that shocks me. I'm interested to to see what you think, actually, in terms of, you know, what's Palmer's ceiling? Um, is, is the fee, you know, can he justify the fee? Does he justify the fee? Um, he
0: definitely can justify the fee and he can definitely be a success at Chelsea. It's just whether he's given the opportunity to do so. Um, he didn't have his best of seasons last season. He absolutely stalled... Um, and p- perhaps he did so because he's played at opposition a lot any times he played on the right which was all too rarely um, he did impress he looked at the business there um, it's, yeah I mean City to be fair view their kind of academy as a profitable enterprise uh-huh. uh, and it's, it's worked out well for them uh-huh. you know it's kind of you know millions upon millions of pounds they have raised from that um, but in this particular instance Cole Palmer did feel that level above um, yeah. Or he seemed to be one step further down the line. Whereas, you know, already this summer we've sold two or three players who could go on to become really, really good players. It felt like Cole Palmer was already just that one. You know, he was nearly there to becoming a, a really, really good player. So I was, I was really surprised. I was really surprised that selling to a rival as well, mm-hmm. um, which apparently we came close to doing again today with Calvin Phillips to Liverpool. So. Yeah, it's it's an odd one to be, for sure. Um, a lot of it derived from the player and his kind of desire to get first-team football, but why go to Chelsea? Um, I think we should actually just get into Chelsea now because how I view it, what they've done, you said they've bought a lot of potential. Absolutely true, but if they've just stayed as they are now and keep the nucleus of this squad for the next five years, then what they've done in the last two years makes sense. But
1: they're not, are they?
0: Mm. They're, they're just going to keep buying.
1: Yeah, it's a strange strategy. I think a lot of people at first were baffled by um, how they can make it work under the financial regulations. And then there's been a few, we've seen a few, a few explainer articles in various outlets um, discussing how the, this um, this practice of giving these players eight-year, nine-year mm. contracts is spreading the, spreading the book value of the players over multiple seasons. So, it can kind of fit into a, into a yearly budget, but it's the kind of thing, you, I think it's, from from my understanding, it's a, it's a trick you can't repeat too many times because you've already got that book value on your books <laughs> yes. going forward now, so you, anything else just adds to it. To, so to repeat that trick, you're just kind of piling more uh, more money on top of it. So um, I, I don't know if it, if it can work, whether it will work, um, but it, and. Just in terms of the players they've been targeting and bringing in, it all seems a bit slapdash, doesn't it? Um, mm. I think they've brought in some good players. I think Casado's an excellent player. I think Enzo Fernandez is an excellent player. I think they're massively able to pay for both. Um, I think the market has been hugely distorted by by what they've done, essentially. Yeah, they've kind of um, increased the prices around the board, and it's cost them more in the end as well, because um, I think paying so much to get Enzo Fernandez in the door in January um that hundred and, was it 106 in the end i think he mm. came in at a british record at the time which they've gone and kind of broken again um if you, you know him going for that much probably bumped up Declan rice's price tag by a good 15 million or so at least um and then i don't think casado costs more than than sort of 80 million if they, if they don't if they hadn't paid that much for fernandez it's kind of raised the bar for what everyone is paying for central midfielders now and, and you know with with knock-on effects, perhaps what city are paying now for Mateus Nunes, and what um, Bayern Munich are looking to pay for Polina? Um, so yeah, it's it's a strange thing. They've kind of it's kind of this rising tide in terms of transfer fees that they've that they've caused. Um, and I look at their squad, and I, I don't find it particularly fearsome. I must admit, mm. um, they've got some very good players, but they've got, like we said, a lot of potential guys like Mudrick um, uh, uh, who I'm I, I'm yet to kind of really be. Um, impressed by. Um, mm. I get it's still early days with him. Um, brought in Jackson from uh, Villarreal. Um Again, it's another kind of potential buy. We've got to wait and see how it pans out. But this is a team who finished, was it 11th or 12th last year? Twelve, and yeah. yeah. Ambitions of, of trying to get back into the Champions League. You'd think they'd perhaps want a few more sort of certainties through the door. A few more who could make a, a quick impact. Um, I don't know if they're be relying on Fernandez, having settled after that first six months, and he has looked good so far. Um, Sterling, on in his second year, is looking better. So maybe they're kind of thinking that what they already had in house would be enough to close that gap. But it is a big, big gap. Um, And then the potential will will serve them for years to come. But um, it it is hard to discern uh, a strategy, isn't it? It seems like they've been targeting everyone and anyone. And when one door has been closed in their face, they've moved straight onto somebody else pretty swiftly. Um, So yeah, I I don't know. What, What do you make of it? Um, exactly that, really, and kind of I
0: go back to the fact that if they if they kind of you know stuck with what they've got now, then yeah that that makes sense. They've, they've completely overhauled their squad. Um, I'm I'm very much in favour of what they've done with the outgoings. I, I always believe that. I think if you've got a new guy coming in, if it's you know inverted bracket a, a kind of a new era, then. Get it all done in one window or as short a time as you can. You know, get rid of a, the deadwood as quick as you can. Even if there is an impact on the, on the first six months thereafter or next year, um, I think that's better than just keeping people around the place who they know they're not wanted and you don't want them. Um, and they've been absolutely ruthless in that regard. So in terms of their outgoings, apart from Kovacic, the city, which just doesn't make any sense on any level, for me um, but that aside, him aside I think they've done really well in that regard mm. the players he's brought in you can make a case for all of them individually that yeah he could come good he could be superb he could really improve him but like I say they're not going to stop there and so maybe not in January but certainly next summer you can anticipate another four or five other players coming in and what's that going to do, gonna do to their FFP and what's that going to do to the squad and they are desperate for stability and there is absolutely no stability there, and uh-huh. um, so it's. I just find it perplexing because they've got all the kind of elements there to be a successful club, and they don't seem to be settling for it. It's like someone said on Twitter, and they were half joking, but seeing that Bowley's just kind of, he just loves the transfer market. He loves you know, the deals. He loves the uh-huh. kind of hustle and bustle, Um, he's not someone who's just going to say right. Let's just kind of. Have a period now where we kind of, you know, keep with what we've got and grow organically. That that would concern me greatly if I was a Chelsea fan.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I, uh, I completely agree. It's, it's a strange situation. It was such a huge outlay as well. It's it's hard to kind of understand at what 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 kind of success would 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 kind of cover the cost of all this. What yes. are they looking to achieve? Yeah. What is what is achievable for them, and what, what do they think can kind of justify? the outlay from a financial point of view but I guess those are
0: questions for Bowley, the the wheeler dealer <laughs> the wheeler dealer indeed uh, what have you made about Balagun going to Monaco I don't know an awful lot about him apart from his stats and figures and you know I've kind of written about him but I haven't seen a lot of Balagun. I've got to say I saw a, you know, a bit of him in, in pieces but really impressed good scoring record prolific why why don't Arsenal want to keep him I, I don't really fully understand that
1: yeah I wonder if it goes back to what we what we touched on earlier about um, this P- kind of pure profit yeah. Of your, yeah the profit for the young players and I guess they've stuck with Nketiah over him it seems um, from from my perspective from from what I've seen of each I, I would say that Bayern perhaps looks a better prospect but yeah. maybe um, there was just more on offer for Balogun than there was for Enquetio, so that's why they've gone that route yeah um, it's a good price to be fair yeah yeah it's decent money they've sold him away from the league I think he's another one who Chelsea were looking at wasn't he I mean who hasn't <laughs> been this year but, um, I think the fee quoted for Chelsea was a lot higher than the fee that he's actually gone to, to Monaco for so they've sold him away from the league um deliberately and um got a decent fee it's, it's a decent opportunity for, for the young player as well playing league on where he proved to be comfortable last year with Rams scoring 21 goals um so, yeah, it's, it's a chance for him to build on that and, and maintain that momentum. Um, Monaco, another club who've lacked stability over the last few years. Yes. So we'll see how that Indeed. how that works out with him. Um, but, uh, yeah, in terms of for Arsenal, I guess he's someone... You, do, you would like to see these prospects given a chance, but it, it just doesn't happen very much at the highest level now with teams who are chasing titles and chasing top four positions. Um, so I guess from their point of view, he's someone who has never particularly integrated. I think he's only started one Premier League game in his career. Mm. Um, so he's not a loss. He's just kind of, a, as we said, pure profit on the books and someone they can kind of, they can, it, it's it's an exit they can easily absorb. It's, he's not someone they were depending on. So it's kind of free money in a way.